Hi, and welcome to episode 11 of Grace in Progress. My name is Brianna Leach. I'm a wife, a mom of three, and a licensed counselor who loves road trips and Twizzlers. And I fully believe that if you woke up this morning, then you have a purpose. If you're new here, the reason that this podcast was created was to have a safe space to learn more about yourself take small steps to become the person you were created to be, and give yourself lots of grace along the way. Today's episode is part two of a series about self-care, and if you have not listened to part one, I would highly encourage you to pause this, go back, listen to episode 10 to learn more about why self-care is important, and seven things that self-care is not that will help lay a good foundation for today's episode. And before I jump into the three different types of self-care, I just wanted to take a second and thank you so much for listening. I have loved hearing from some of you who have reached out through social media or email to let me know that different episodes have really impacted your day-to-day or you've made some connections or looked at the world around you in a little bit deeper way and made those steps and given yourself lots of grace. So please continue to do that. I love hearing that these words that I'm recording are actually doing some good work outside of this small little space that I talk to myself in. (laughs) And the best way you can do this is either sharing posts that I put on social media or taking a screenshot of when you're listening to the podcast and post it on social media and tag me at Brianna Leach LPC or you can just make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to leave a review, you can. That would be great. The biggest way to share podcasts is by word of mouth. That's how people start listening. I know that's how I start listening to new ones is if a friend or family member says, hey, this one really applies to you. I think you should listen. So I appreciate all of you who've already done that for this podcast. All right. So for today, we are going to dive into the three different types of self-care that I think are very important. There may be other approaches or outlooks on this. This is what I've compiled based on personal experience and definitely from professional experience, how I've seen different approaches to self-care impact my clients. So again, today will not be reiterating the importance of self-care. I did that in episode 10 and you can go back and listen to that. But for today, we are going to cover self-soothing, self-repair, and self-maintenance. I mentioned last week that my definition of self-care is active steps you take towards feeling fully you. And I also mentioned that sometimes we have to think of ourselves as a car and you don't get frustrated or annoyed at an unreasonable level every time your car has to get refueled or an oil change or a car wash. It might be annoying, but it's not something that you make a huge deal about, you just carry on because we know it's essential to the function of the car. And the same is true for self-care. Self-soothing would be more like the bells and whistles, the air fresheners, the cute trash cans, the fun things we put in the car to make it more comfortable and enjoyable and things that bring a smile to our face. The self-repair would be there's an issue, there's a sound, we need to get it treated. And self-maintenance would be regularly scheduled tune-ups, check-ins, filling it up on a regular basis, and keeping it clean. The car analogy is just for those of you who need a visual reminder or something non-personal to make more sense. 
sometimes I'm like that. If it makes more sense on another situation, I can more easily apply it to myself. If you're listening and say, I'm not a car. I don't like that analogy. That's fine too. (laughs) The goal is that you walk away with some tangible things to apply to your week ahead. So for self-soothing, this type of self-care, I call the loveys. These are the things in your life that when you're having a bad day, when you're sad, when you just need a moment, these make your soul smile. These are things that just make you happy, give you that feeling of, oh, I have my lovey. (laughs) And the great thing about loveys is that they are not one size fits all. Like I mentioned last week, if you were to go to any random preschool classroom at nap time and you look around all the different little cots, I guarantee they do not have all the exact same stuffed animals or loveys or whatever they have to comfort them at this rest time. They each have whatever fits their needs the best or means the most to them or is sentimental. And the same is true for us as adults. You have certain things that make you smile. Whenever I first started saying the things I love at the beginning of the podcast, I initially thought it was just to throw things out there to randomly relate to listeners. But I realized I was kind of stockpiling a list of self-soothing things that make me happy that when I think about them, I smile. If I apply them to my life, it brightens my day. So it just helped me have a list. What are those things in your life? Do you have a running list in your head of things that bring you joy, even momentary little joy? This is just self-soothing is more of a short-term fix. It is a lovey that brings you joy, brings you comfort. These are things that can be done in a day or less, even a few hours or a few moments or less. These are not long-term things. These are just instant soothers. And what does that look like for you? Maybe it's your morning coffee that you look forward to starting the night before, or maybe it's a favorite TV show. I know that you've already heard a couple times in previous episodes, but Parks and Rec is my jam. And I have two episodes that at any point when I'm having a bad day or we watch some kind of really dramatic show and I need a palate cleanser, there are two episodes that I always watch of Parks and Rec. And it's a guaranteed laugh and release of stress. And that's one of my self-soothing techniques. I always like to break things down into mind, body, and spirit. So some examples for self-soothing in the mind area. Maybe you have posted in your bathroom or your kitchen or somewhere you'll you'll see it often, some go-to phrases or Bible verses that just really encourage you. That would be self-soothing. Maybe you have um, a YouTube playlist. I recommend this a lot for new moms to access in the middle of the night when you're upset or angry that you're feeding the baby yet again um, or just lacking sleep. You have a YouTube playlist of funny videos. I had a lot of uh, Jimmy Fallon, Justin Timberlake videos in my playlist, but you have a go-to ready to go that you can access for those moments of self-soothing. Listening to a podcast is a great way to enhance your mind, to stretch yourself a little bit, but also to comfort yourself when you're feeling maybe alone or having a down day. For your body, some self-soothing would be deep breathing. Three seconds in, hold it for three seconds let it out for three seconds. That's an easy way to remember it, but that's a really good, deep cleansing breath. Maybe a walk outside, getting some fresh air. That would be something you can do today that would be self-soothing. For your spirit, 
I call them under breath prayers, but having those one phrase or one sentence prayers, uh, my common one is, Lord Jesus, please help me. (laughs) Because whatever I'm thinking or feeling right now does not feel normal and I need your help. But having different phrases, you know, a bad day doesn't make me a bad mom. Life is tough, but so am I. Different things like that. Just having those phrases where you can see them or having them stockpiled ready to go when you need to apply them. Another thing might be the Bible app, which I absolutely love. I try to start the morning with at least one Bible verse before you do anything else. But having easy access at your fingertips to researching something that would apply to your situation, employ that. Also, listening to a podcast, again, of course, I'm a big proponent for them, but there are so many great ones that you can find uniquely apply to your situation and may encourage you, and it's something you can do this afternoon. It doesn't have to be done three days from now. I think you're getting the overall point is that self-soothing self-care is something you can do today that provides comfort, makes you feel like yourself, and makes your soul smile. What are those for yourself? If you don't already have some, a list ready to go, I would encourage you to come up with that list over the next couple days or the next week so that you're ready on a moment's notice to make yourself smile. This is by no means an exhaustive list, and I will be sharing some more examples on social media throughout the next week. So keep an eye out for those on Instagram and Facebook at Brianna Leach LPC. All right, let's move on to the next category of self-care that I call self-repair. And this sounds pretty self-explanatory, but it's much deeper than maybe meets the eye. Like I said earlier, this is like when your car is making a weird noise and it's impacting every time you drive and you think, I really should have this looked at. What is going on here? I don't know what that sound is. I can't quite put my finger on it, but maybe I should get a professional's help. And I think you know where I'm going with this. (laughs) You're smart. I am talking about issues that are affecting your daily life. Self-repair is required when it's something beyond just a temporary self-soothing. It's something that is repeated. It's chronic rather than episodic. This type of self-care is in those moments, not whenever you, you know, have a bad day or the weather's gloomy and you feel sad. This is when weeks on end have gone by and you've lost your motivation. You don't feel like yourself. You're isolating and maybe even sleeping more than normal, these would all be symptoms of something larger that you would need to get repair for. And I'm not saying every time something happens, you have to rush to a counselor or a psychologist, but self-repair is a little deeper than self-soothing. So some examples, breaking it down into mind, body, spirit again. Mind, it might be phoning a good friend, phoning someone and phoning. Do people even say that? Calling a friend (laughs) who gets you, who you can be real with, talking to them, maybe about what's going on. Um, Maybe you should be seeing a counselor. Maybe you should see someone, make an appointment, get a referral. And beyond that, you might need to see a psychologist who could prescribe medication. Whatever the situation is, it's beyond what you're able to control by yourself. So for your body self-repair, you may need to go to the doctor. (laughs) You may be having twitching. You may be having physical symptoms, heart palpitations, lack of sleep, too much sleep. Whatever your body is telling you, paying attention to that and seeking professional help 
in this kind of situation. You might want to see a chiropractor. Maybe something's out of alignment that's impacting you overall. You might want to see a personal trainer or a physical therapist who could help you with muscle tension, with different issues. You might need to see someone to help get you on a better fitness regimen for your spirit. It may be something more than just, you know, a scripture a day. It would be fasting and prayer, seeking out spiritual leadership, talking to someone that could guide you a little bit more, or maybe even a Bible study, a group, or on your own. Again, back to the app, they also have Bible studies. But the point is, this is something that is impacting daily life. It needs more than soothing. It needs repair. It might need professional help. It needs more investigation and understanding of what's really going on. And I just want to take a second, me and my side notes, but I want to make the statement that if you are having any mental health issues, it is in no way a reflection on your spirituality. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that or you felt guilty or that somehow you're not trusting God enough and you're having these struggles. To me, it's as absurd as saying if you ever get a cold or if you ever get the flu, then you just need to pray harder and something's wrong with you. But coming from a professional standpoint and from a personal standpoint as a Christ follower, there is nothing wrong with your spirituality if you have struggles with mental health, if you struggle with anxiety, if you struggle with depression, if you struggle with self-doubt, then you have perfect examples of that throughout the Bible of people who were very close to God and who individually followed Jesus and still struggle with all these things. So anyway, I will get back on the highway after that exit ramp, but just know if you're struggling, you are just fine. God is with you and he loves you the same and you will get through this. Okay, deep breath. (laughs) And like I said, for self-soothing, there will be more examples of self-repair throughout social media in the week ahead. So please follow along. The third and final category of self-care that I classify is self-maintenance, which will be putting into practice the other two categories. But self-maintenance, the goal is prevention. So whereas self-repair is reparative and reactionary, self-maintenance is preparative and avoiding, I guess. You are doing regular maintenance in order to stay afloat and to have a well-oiled machine. So back to our car. This is our every however many thousand miles to get an oil change. I still don't always know the answer to that because I feel like it changes. But anyways, how, you know, making sure your gas tank isn't on E, keeping it fueled up, stuff like that, so that you know it will be running well. These are things that you prepare ahead of time, especially if you know you are about to enter a busy season which at the time of this episode, we are smack dab in the middle of holiday season. And for most people, it can be a more stressful time of year. So enacting some of these self-maintenance care can help you avoid additional stress. So examples of this would be for your mind, maybe scheduling your therapy sessions, knowing that that's something that you want to have on the calendar so you can look forward to it. Or For your mind, it might be taking a class or something that will stimulate your mind and keep you up to speed or pursuing something that you're excited about. Um, Scheduling friend time, having regular friend dates or girls nights or 
a community group, or something that you're looking forward to on a regular basis. For your body, this would include regular sleep, making good choices in your sleep patterns, going to bed at a decent hour. I am notorious for being a night owl because it's the only quiet time in my entire day with three small children, but I can feel it the next morning if I didn't make a good choice. Applying self-maintenance for your body would include your food choices as well, and we are in the holiday sweets and treats season, but being able to make those choices of self-care in this respect, maintaining your body, and making the choices that will make you feel better overall inside and out. Um, Another one would be annual doctor exams. This would be something that you regularly check in on for your physical body, as well as a regular counselor exam for your mental health. And then for your spirit, this would include being involved at your local church, maybe participating in a regular Bible study or starting one if you don't know of one that you like, having a prayer journal, writing down things to get it out of your mind. But this is, again, regular prepared, routine care that you are doing. And to sum up this brief overview of these three types of self-care, this is a topic that I've spoken to groups on, and it takes at least 45 minutes to an hour to go through some more detailed explanation of this. But for the sake of the time of this podcast and the time in your day, I just wanted to give a very short overview. And just remember that Self-care, I talked about it last time, but self-care is not one size fits all. It does take practice. That's why it's called the practice of self-care. It's not something you'll get right every time or right the first time. You may want to try what works for someone else, but if it doesn't fit for you, move on. Try something new. Try something out of the box. That's a fun thing is all of this self-care takes awareness and appreciation of the person God created you to be. In order to take any action, you have to have awareness and appreciation. And that's true in almost all aspects, but especially self-care. There are certain things that will bring you joy and make you smile and help you run more efficiently. And I think that's something that's fun to explore and to find out more of. And if you need help diving into this a bit more, want more examples, look out for my social media this week ahead or message me however you want to get in touch. But I'd love to help you find your list that's going to help you on a regular basis. That is all for today. Thank you so much for listening. I know you can do this and I'm cheering you on. Have a great week.